Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Happy New Year. We have now just hit the new year, and I would like to welcome you back to Barnabas Speaks Podcast. If this is your first time listening, your first time watching, I would like to welcome you to Barnabas Speaks. Thank you for trying us out. Thank you for listening. And I just want to hope that you had a blessed holiday and hope that you are having a blessed new year. So if this is your first time listening and you've never listened to Barnabas Speaks Podcast, the Barnabas Speaks Podcast is a podcast about hope, a podcast about faith, a podcast about encouragement, a podcast about empowerment. And I am Cloyd Brown and I am your host. I am just a man that loves God, loves encouraging, loves empowering people. And this podcast was started from that thought and that thought alone. And I would just like to welcome you to for joining us. Well, welcome you to the Barnabas Speaks podcast. Let us get started. So before the year was out, we touched on the subject of mercy. Uh, that last last episode, we were bridging into the new series for January, which is mercy. We ended it with a series on the testimony, but I would like to start on mercy. And as you always know that I will have a scripture that accompanies our podcast. So if you would like, grab your Bible, grab your phone, whatever you use to read your Bible and read along. We'll be reading from Matthew, the 18th chapter, starting in the 21st verse. And we're going to read on down to the 31st, 35th verse, rather. Uh, It seemed like a lot of reading, but uh, I promise you it will be necessary once we go along. And... uh, the scripture reads, I've been reading out of NIV, by the way. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Let me turn the page. Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. 77 times, rather. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts. With his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had sold had to be sold to repay the debt. At, the, at this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until until he should rather pay all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Let us talk about mercy. And I would like to speak from the topic of today's topic of this week's podcast is it takes mercy to get mercy. It takes mercy to get mercy. This year, I want to do a little different. I want to just open this up in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, as we begin to look at your scripture and to, to read your scripture and as it becomes 
living towards us, that it becomes something that we can now apply to our lives, both spiritually and in the natural, Lord God. We ask that you would help us to obtain your word, Lord God, and that we would understand it and comprehend it. And that we follow God through the help of the Holy Spirit would begin to apply it all throughout our lives, that you may get glory. So when others ask, how do we live this way? We will say it was nothing but the Holy Spirit and the grace and mercy of God. And we will point everyone back to you. In your Sunday's name we pray. Amen. All right. So it takes mercy to give mercy. Last, well, the last time we were together, we talked about mercy. But I don't think that we really have a full understanding of the necessity of mercy. I think that often we, uh, we look at mercy in such a way that we begin to believe that mercy is something that we can earn. Uh, that mercy is something that is deserved of us, but that we have no responsibility or no obligation to present mercy to others. If you think about the world we live in and the society we live in, many of us are like the servant that could not have any mercy. Many of us are like them, and when we think about it, and especially if we think about the, the court of public opinion, if we think about the court of public opinion and we think about social media and we think about the mistakes we've made in life and how quick we are to forget our own mistakes and to, to have mercy and grace for our own mistakes, but... We give no leeway to others' mistakes. I was thinking about, I'm a sports fan, so I was thinking about uh, basketball. And I remember a few years ago, it was 2011, no, 2010 rather, uh, the superstar basketball player LeBron James, uh, he had decided that he was leaving the Cleveland Cavaliers to go to the Miami Heat. And it was a big uproar. Everybody, you would have thought that he committed a crime because he decided to do it the way he did it. And... Uh, that you'd have thought that he murdered someone or that he robbed someone, but in reality, he made a personal decision, a personal business decision to leave his home state and go somewhere else. And I watched as people denigrated his name and tore him down, and, and he became all kinds of four-letter words, and he became weak, and he became this, and that he was immature, and that he shouldn't have did it this way and did it that way. And I begin to think about I think he was 25 at the time. Don't hold me to that. I begin to think about when I was 25. I begin to think about the things that, that I was getting into and I was doing when I was at 25. And I promise you that it was nothing as, some of it was nothing as small as, ins, not I wouldn't say insignificant, but in the grand scheme of things, it did not cause anyone harm. In fact, on his television special when he announced his, decision to leave, actually, ironically, the, uh, the special was called The Decision. He, uh, he brought all of the, uh, all the proceeds that came in, all the ad, the ad revenue that came in from that evening went to a Boys and Girls Club uh, for to serve students that needed it. And I, re- I began to say, I was talking to once my, my friend at the time said, I have never made a quote-unquote bad decision or mistake that helped someone else. Not, not in that form, not that they got millions and millions of dollars and thou- thousands to millions of dollars for, for a boys and girls club in the area. I've never, never made that kind of mistake. And, and really the only mistake that anyone can uh, say that he did is how he did it, not what he did, not his decision. But here we are on our soapbox of, of what he did wrong. And, and, and this is, and the reality at that time and to this time, I would say that 
this that moment right there is the one, if you will, pitfall in his 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 life that we know about as his professional career. He 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 he's uh, faithful to his wife, as we know. He has a, as far as we know, rather he's been married to the, the mother of his children. Uh, he takes care of his children. He takes care of his family. He's he takes care of his community responsibilities. He's a uh, he's a good teammate. He's all these different things. He has no scandal about his name. But this is the, this quote unquote stain that is on his his life and his career that he made a decision a certain way and we did we disagreed with it and so we didn't say it was a mistake but never in my years of of making personal decisions that were truly mistakes uh, no, never in my my. Uh, years of of not going to work when I was supposed to. Never in my years of of uh, of cussing somebody out when I what I shouldn't have. Never in my years of not being honest. Not, never in my years of all those different things that something I did affected someone else in such a positive way. But here we are without mercy. I want you to begin to think about the things that you did at 25 and 26 and 27, 28 that were stumblings that will be classified as real mistakes. Those things that are true mistakes. And how did it benefit anyone else? But then here we go and we want people to understand that we were young and, and we were dumb and we did we did things and that our uh a cerebral cortex wasn't fully formed and all that all that all that stuff, whatever you wanna whenever you want to say it and we don't have that same mercy for this man that made us a business decision. But I, I use basketball because it's easy to identify. I use LeBron James because it's easy to identify. But if we begin to look at some of the things that we did, I always tell the youth uh, that, I, that I have the opportunity and the blessing of mentoring that I am thankful that social media was not what it was. I'm thank you, thankful for the fact that uh, smartphones and camera phones weren't around when I was making, doing my real dirt and, and stumbling in, in the dark, trying to become an adult and, and transitioning through teenage life and hormones and all these different things. I'm thankful and I'm glad because if someone had an opportunity to 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 video me, if someone had the opportunity to, to have a snapshots or screenshots of my, my Twitter rants and my Facebook rants, I didn't have it, but I had, I had all these emotions, all these thoughts and all these opinions. If someone to grab that maybe then would I, I I need mercy like that but I'm thankful because God has screenshots and God was there and God was there for my emotional outbursts and God was for my, my, my sexual stumblings as a teenager and, and, and going into adulthood God was there and yet he had mercy on me so when I find someone that does not have uh, the, 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 the luxury of not being videotaped and doesn't have the luxury of not having their, their thoughts screenshot because they put it on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram someone doesn't have that luxury I find that I should be compelled to give the mercy, but the challenge is that we have no mercy for the people unless they mean something to us. We will tear down a person's character based on a, a moment, a, a weak moment of a mistake, and we have no mercy for them. And that is not God. God this is this is what God is teaching. Jesus is teaching in this parable. He's saying that Paul, Peter comes up to him saying, "How many times must I forgive my brother that's wronged me?" And he said. Do I need to do it seven times? And he said, certainly not. Seventy times. Seventy-seven times. And he was not putting a cap on him. He's, what he's saying is you forgive him as much as you can. You keep on forgiving him. Basically, he's saying that there's no limit to how much you should forgive them. Because I, your Father in heaven, are going to continue to forgive you. I, your Father in heaven, have mercy on you. So in turn, you should have mercy on others. It takes mercy to give mercy or get mercy. You got to 
use mercy. Like the fact is that if you can't find your, you can't find it in yourself to have mercy on someone. If you can't find it in yourself to forgive someone. You can't find yourself to 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 be in the court of public opinion and say, you know what, I could have made a mistake just like that. In fact, I did make a mistake just like that. They just didn't have a camera. I did make a mistake like that. They just didn't have my, my tweets. I did make a mistake like that. She just didn't get pregnant. I did make a, a mistake like that. I just didn't catch the STD. I did make those decisions. I made some bad decisions too. I didn't. I didn't get. Yeah, I had opportunity. I didn't get. I didn't get hooked on the 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 the, the drug of of choice. But I could have. It could have been me. And God found it in His heart to have mercy on me. And so what we must now do is find it in our heart to have mercy on someone else. The challenge is is that we love being judge, jury, and executioner, but we never want to be the person that's being convicted. Oh, no, 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 no. We want everyone to understand that, that we were young and that we made a bad decision. And the reality is you weren't that young and it wasn't just a bad decision. It was a choice. And you knew the consequence when you made the choice, but you went anyway. But now that you got a little bit older and now that you got a little bit wiser and now that you have a little bit more money and now that you have more to lose, you now forget forget all about mercy and you want you want to preach tough love. And, and someone probably should have had tough love on you, but their tough love became to compassionate love and merciful love and they said I'm going to let you go on this one imagine if you will if that thing that you did you know that time that you slipped the money out the register and you would have got caught and uh, imagine you know imagine that time you took that piece of bubble gum out the, out the store imagine Imagine that the time you laid with down with someone that was not your wife or not your girlfriend or, or whatever you want to put it put down and and they didn't get pregnant Imagine, yeah, imagine if, 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 if it had been another way for you, would you still be on your throne? Would you still be the person saying, you know what, I would have never. See, that's what we do. We say, I would have never, because we believe that people can't see our dirt. We believe that people can't see our thinking, our thought process, but the reality is that God sees it. And God is, is the, the, the judge. God is the jury and God is the executioner. And I'm telling you that the moment that you decide to sit on the throne of judgment and you decide that you, you have no room for mercy for your, your, your fellow man and for your, for your loved one, your, your fellow citizen, the moment you feel that way, uh, what you're doing is, is you're saying, God, I don't need mercy either because it takes mercy to get mercy. And if you're going to be a person that, that gets mercy, you must be a person that gives mercy. I know it feels like I'm saying the same thing over and over again, but it takes it really does take mercy to give mercy. You know that saying that says it takes money to make money? Well, in order to get mercy, you have to find yourself to be merciful. In order to be a friend, in order to find friend, you have to find yourself friendly. We are so stuck in our ways and we are so high and mighty that we have no room for it. Think about the person that, that came to you with a, with a secret. And they said, I really, I would hope that you wouldn't tell anybody about this. This is, this is confidential. And then you went and told your confidant who went and told their confidant. But remember that time you told God about the, the dirt that you did and you asked that he would forgive you and forget that he would have mercy on you. That he would forget about, about 
the 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 the, the unwise spending you did about the pornography you watched that he would forget about the drugs you did that he would forget about the the speeding and the 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 the, the road laws that you did and you just want them to have mercy that that brings up the case imagine if you will you're speeding recklessly in my younger days uh I was known to have a lead foot, but you're speeding recklessly, and uh, the police officer pulls you over, and he has you dead to rights. You are wrong. Like, you are wrong, 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 wrong. It was a 45 uh, miles per hour speed limit. You were doing about 80, and he pulls you over, and the first thing that you're hoping is that he has mercy on you. You're saying, God, please, I, I can't afford this ticket right now. No, I was wrong. I, I was, you had me dead to right, officer. But I, I, do you think that what you're, what you're praying and your quick prayers that please just let me get a warning. Let me, let me get a warning. I need, I need mercy. Let me get some mercy today. I, I need a warning. Now, you were dead wrong. There is no doubt about it that you were doing 80. In fact, you know you were doing 80. And what's going to happen is that the police officer going to come and he probably should arrest you for reckless driving. You probably should lose your license, but he didn't have mercy on you. He says, you know what? I'm going to give you a warning. I'm not even going to bring it down. So I, I have to give you a ticket, but I'm going to bring it down. So I'm, I'm going to give it to you about, I'm going to give you 15 over. That's very generous of him. Very, very generous of him. And so with the fine that you could have paid, the charge that you could have gotten is not what you got. Now, come Monday, you get into the office and you find that the person that works under you, the, the, your subordinate, did not complete all his work. And he comes to you and says, sir, ma'am, I know that I, I, I should have had this done. Like, I, I know you have no right. To, you have no I have no right to ask you for mercy because I'm wrong. I should have had this project done by now. But I just need a few more days. But and that's what he's asking you. He's asking you the same thing that you asked the officer. But you can't remember that. You can't remember yesterday that 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 you got mercy. And so instead, you tell him, "Listen, you have to the end of the day to have this on my desk." He said, "I'm not going to be able to finish by the end of the day." You have it to the end of the day to have this on my desk or you're fired. This is you talking to him. And God is looking down like, how can you not give this person mercy when I had so much mercy on you less than 24 hours ago? I, 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 I moved the, 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 the heart of the officer to, to, get, to have mercy on you but now when you have the opportunity to, to sow what you reaped, you know, put another seed in the ground, you, you decided not to. You decided to withhold mercy when I gave you mercy so freely. How dare you? How dare you not give Mercy, when you've been such a, a, a willing recipient 
of God's mercy. How dare you not take this opportunity to, to bring God glory to God's name by presenting mercy to someone when you have an opportunity? How dare you? You have a responsibility, beloved, to present mercy every chance you get because every chance God gets, he gives you mercy. He gives you mercy when you wake up this in the morning. He gives you mercy when you when you when you when you are fantasizing about that woman or that man that you should not be fantasizing about. He gives you mercy and he forgives you of your sins. He gave you mercy when he died on the cross. He gave you mercy when his blood was shed. He gave you mercy when he was resurrected. He gave you all this mercy and God is wondering, when will you repay my goodness with goodness to your fellow man? I sent them in your path, but every time I send them in your path, you are being merciless. Give them some mercy. I need mercy. Just like you needed mercy with the officer. Just like you needed mercy with your, your instructor, your teacher. Just like you needed mercy with your boss. People need mercy. And we, in a court of public opinion, we uh, have our nose up so high. We have sat on this on the judgment seat for so long that we believe that we get to decide who gets mercy and who doesn't get mercy. But every time you do that, every time you deny mercy, what you're saying is, God, I don't need your mercy. I don't. If you never give me mercy again, I'll be all right. If, if you let them come foreclose my house when I didn't pay the bills, I'll be all right. If you let them if you let them take my car when I didn't pay the car note, I'll be all right. If you don't, if, 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 if I'm late for work every day and my boss uh, decides to fire me, I'll be all right because I don't need your mercy, God. That is what you're saying to God. God, you've been merciful, you've been merciful to me as long as I can. But you know what? I refuse to give anyone else mercy because mercy is just mine. I'm selfish with the mercy. I, I deserve to sit on this throne of, to be a judge, jury, and executioner and cast people out and decide who gets mercy? He doesn't get mercy. And God's saying, so be it. So be it. If you can't find in your heart to give mercy to someone else, when I've been so freely with mercy, I will show you what it's like. Because now you have to pay the debt. And the, the scary thing about it is a lot of the debt that God, that Jesus Christ paid, we can't afford. The Bible says if 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 salvation can be, be won, if righteousness can be won by deeds alone, then Jesus died for nothing. What if now God needs you to be the merciful one on his behalf? What if that person's been praying to God that you would have mercy on them? And when God gives you the opportunity to be the answer to their prayer, you fall short. We need mercy, beloved. I think so much about mercy. I think about my life. And if this is your first time listening, you're going to hear a testimony that most of the people have heard. In 2006, I... I do say 2005, I was going to Fort Valley State University. I didn't have any more money for school. I had lost my Hope Scholarship. And so it was time to figure out what was going on. And I said, I'm going to join the Air Force, but I'm not done with school. I joined the Air Force. 
and I ended up going back to school. I finished my degree, and I completed it, and I was just excited. I, because I finished this thing that I said I was going to finish. Now, how crazy would it be if someone else comes to me, if I have the opportunity to hire someone, or I have the opportunity to give someone another, a chance, like God gave me, and they say, you know what, I, I had to leave school and start working. I, did, I, lost my, I lost my scholarship, and I didn't have any money for school. And how bad would it be for me to look down on that person as if they're the worst kind of person? As if I had never been in those shoes. How hypocritical of it would, would it be for me to have that, that thought that because someone actually is going through the same thing that I've been through, but I can't find it in my, my, mind's, my mind gate to have sympathy and empathy for them to say, you know what, it's okay. I've been where you are. No, 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 not, not theoretically. No, I, I had to leave school too. I, lo I, left, I lost my scholarship too. I had to go and work for a few years. And a few, I don't mean a couple years. I, I, I left in 2006. I didn't complete my degree to 2014. How hypocritical would it be of it, of me rather, would it be to look down at this person as if I'm better than them? That's the problem when we withhold mercy. We're looking down on, the, on a person or, or people as if we're better than them. How crazy would it be to see someone struggling through their first year of marriage and now condemn their marriage because they're struggling when me and my wife struggled our first year of marriage? How, how bad would it be to, to look down on someone with, with poor credit as if, like, I've never had bad credit? How bad would it be to... to, 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 to to look down on someone that's promiscuous in their life and uh, while they're in their single life and they've, they've been in a few people's beds and they say, I look down on them uh, without any mercy and without praying for them and not caring for them as if I wasn't in a few people's beds and as if I wasn't promiscuous. How hypocritical of it would be, of me would it be? Beloved, I want you to begin to think about where in your life are you being hypocritical as if you've been perfect your whole life, as if you've never made a mistake, as if you never slept with the wrong person, as if one failed rubber, oh God, uh, please listen, if, if you had one failed rubber from having a baby out of wedlock. The reality is, if I'm being honest with myself, where one, I, I am, in all my years of promiscuity and fornication, I am one seed and one egg away from having a baby out of wedlock. So how hypocritical of, it would be, of me would it be to look at my friends and my family and even people that are not my friends and family, people that I don't really know or rock with like that, and I look at them and I say, how could you do this? How could you go out and have a baby out of wedlock? How hypocritical of it would it be? Because I just got lucky. God just protected me, and, and, and it really is not protection because I, I could have had a baby out of wedlock. It, it, it would have been easy. It the math would have added up, but, but God, thank you. So the reality is that we, we, 
we cast these pictures and these, and we paint these pictures rather as if they, that us and the person next to us is so different because they had a, the baby or they had a divorce or they are, are, are struggling on drugs. And the reality is that we could have been in the room. We could have been in the seat. We think because this person has spent some jail time and I just didn't get caught that I'm so much better than them when the reality is we are just a victim or we are just a product of our circumstances. It could have been another way. And the only reason why I'm saying here and this and then there is that God graced me different than them. Maybe the reality is that the reason why God didn't put me in that situation because I wouldn't have been able to make it out. But this person, I'm not better than this person. Maybe this person needed that for their testimony. And maybe this person, what God, what God needs from me is to give this person mercy and to look down, not to look down on them, but to look over and say, I'm going to hold you up, brother. I'm going to hold you up, sister, because it could have been me. But I praise God that it wasn't me. And I praise God that you're coming out of this. I praise God that I didn't get that I that I that I did not fail. Um, or that I, that I did not have a baby out of wedlock, but even though you did, I praise God that you're going to have a story after this. This is what God is saying. I want you to give mercy so that way I can give, so that way I can get the glory out of this. There's some people's lives that, that you need to have mercy on because they need to see God in the flesh. And sometimes you're the only God that they ever see. You're the only Christ that they ever see. And they're looking for mercy from you. But every time they come to you, you're looking down on them as if you're better than them. And you're not better than them. They just had a different circumstance in you and it could have been you and every time you deny mercy what you're telling God is that God go away with your mercy because when I get in this situation I'm going to make the right decision every time but the reality is, is that the only thing that's hoping you make the right decision is God's Holy Spirit. The only thing that's interfering with you and, and, and from failure and, and from death is God's Holy Spirit. The only thing that's keeping you from these different things is God's Holy Spirit. It is not because you live so right. It's not because you're so righteous. It's not because you're so holy. It's not because you make you dot all your I's and cross all your T's is that God had mercy on you. So every time you get an opportunity, you should be saying, who needs mercy? I got some mercy to give. You need some mercy? You need some mercy? It's like Oprah. You get a car. You get a car. You get a car. So now you should be like, you get mercy. You get mercy. You get mercy. Because the reality of it is that we all need mercy. So every chance I get, I'm here providing mercy. Who needs some? I'm looking for people to give mercy to because God has been so merciful to me. I'm telling you that it takes mercy to get mercy. That's what the scripture is telling us, that, that you can't pray for mercy if you are merciless. You're saying, God, please have mercy on me. I, I, I want to, but I sent someone your way and you pushed them to the side. I, 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 but, but, but God... I really, really, really need mercy. No, I, I, the principle is still the same. You sow, I mean, you reap with you sow, and you sowed discord, and you, you sowed, you sowed a content, and you, you sowed all these different things, and, and, and you sowed these things, and, and, you, and you sowed condemnation. So now you must reap condemnation. I, I, I wish that you would have been merciful to your brother. I, I wish that you have been merciful to your sister. I wish that you would have been merciful to your enemy because next time your enemy has you in their hands that I have to let you go over to them because you missed the point of my lesson and my lesson was that if you give mercy, I will give it freely. We need mercy, beloved. Not condemnation. You have no right to look down on anybody because God has been so merciful, you, merciful to you. 
So what? They person started a business and it failed. Help them out. So what? They made a mistake. So what? They caught you on a bad day. That don't mean you got to cuss them out. So what? This is the reality of it, and I may get some, some flat for this. So what? They had sex before marriage. They did it. And now, 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 allow God to forgive them. And after God forgives them, you should not be holding them in, in, in condemnation. So what? Whatever they did. But, I will say this. No matter what they did, God has some mercy for them. And so should you. Beloved, we need mercy. We should give it freely because God has given it so freely. We should give mercy because it takes mercy to get mercy. God bless you. God love you. Hey, family. You have just listened to another episode of the Barnabas Speaks podcast. I am your host, Cloyd Brown. I want to thank you for joining me for another week. I also want to welcome you into the new year. I hope that you had a blessed time. And I know that sometimes the new year's is a, a struggle for some people or the holidays are a struggle for some people because it brings back to the, the memory of lost loved ones. And I want to let you know that I'm praying for you, that I'm, I'm praying that you receive encouragement, that you receive uh, healing, uh, that you receive comfort and peace during this time of, of, of of introspection as you think about the ones that you lost. And I know that it could have been years, it could have been this year, but I will continue to be praying for you for that comfort. As always, while we may have new things going on this year, I will never change the opportunity for anyone, if not everyone, to accept Christ into their life. So if you are looking to begin your relationship with Christ, I would like you to reach out to me on one of my methods of communication. But not just that. If you're looking to just talk, looking for prayer, you have any questions, you want to figure out how to bring me to your next event uh, for a speaking engagement, any of those things, here are my methods of communication. If you would like to reach me on email, you can reach me at cloyd.brown at rlcrdu.com, cloyd.brown at rlcrdu.com. My name is spelled C-L-O-Y-E-D in brown, just like the color. If you want to reach out to me on Facebook, my Facebook is Cloyd Stephon Brown. My Twitter is at Gentleman Cloyd, and my Instagram is at Cloyd Brown. Once again, you can reach me on any of those methods of communication, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. Now, if you are looking for a copy of my book, The Becoming, Teaching the Christian Disciple How to Gain a Practical Perspective on their, their Relationship with Christ, you can go to Amazon.com, search Cloyd Brown, The Becoming, and you will be able to... Uh, Purchase that book for $10. Now, if you want an autographed copy, reach to reach out to me at any of my methods of communication, and we will arrange a way for you to get an invoice for the, the copy of the book and an autographed copy. I thank you for your support. I thank you for your continued love, your, your continued prayers. And remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God.